Welcome to the Salty Club podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Creeper. The Salty Club is where we bring surf, yoga, nutrition, empowerment and community under the same roof. We've found that when a person invites these five facets into their life, they become a force to be reckoned with. Join me for interviews and solo casts on all these topics and more. The idea is to share the inspiring stories of adventurers, experts and game changers. People who have wandered from the conventional path and are doing life on their terms. Thanks for being here and let's do this. Meet New York-based writer Christina. She specialises in wellness, experiential, lifestyle and the arts. Off-screen, she finds and facilitates artful ways to engage the senses. These include dancing, meditation, yoga and more. She is also the founder of Iamas. Iamas is a lifestyle brand and workshop series inspired by the traditions of wellness and self-inquiry embedded in Hellenic culture. She creates wellness events, retreats, and conscious objects inspired by the land and ancient wisdom of Greece. Her brand and ethos celebrate the richness of Greece's land and culture. Her aim is to celebrate alternative perspectives of Greek culture beyond the mainstream. Christina and I connected over a year ago, and since then we've enjoyed hours of real, honest, life-affirming talks as we both try to navigate a world that's really important to us, the world of spirituality and healing. And we always talk about how can we connect with the divine, but also stay really grounded on this earth and the current situation on this earth and the real shit that is happening right here on earth. It's a conversation that's really nuanced and it's not simple, but after 10 plus years in the world of yoga and spirituality, and now as a healer herself, she's got some real knowledge to share about how to navigate this. She's someone I really trust and just has this integrity in her bones, and I'm just so excited to share her with you guys. In this podcast, we discuss how some healers and spiritual businesses can disempower and manipulate people, and how to identify if it's happening to you, what integrity in the spiritual industry looks like, and how to find a good healer, coach, or therapist, the stigma against medication and mental illness and why taking medication is not a cop-out and it does not make you less spiritual and why on a spiritual journey it's important to always listen to yourself first. This is one of the most unplanned free-flowing interviews I've ever done. We were talking one Thursday morning, she dropped me a message and said, I want to be on your podcast and we did it literally then and there. This was completely unplanned and I'm so, so proud of it. And I'm so proud of Christina and I really hope you guys find value in this. Maybe raises some questions for you and yeah, I just hope you really enjoy it. Awesome. Oh my gosh, awesome. I'm so excited for this. I feel like we've been wanting to do this for like a year. I know. What's, I mean, I'm not going to say what's wrong with us. What's wrong? Why are we waiting here? <laughs> I don't know. Because we were shy. I don't know. Life happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're here totally, now. Totally joking. There's no such thing as wrong timing. Uh-huh. Definitely. But right now, the last minute, this is the right timing right now. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's funny. I actually have, like, several things I need to do, and they're all, like, writing for client stuff. Uh-huh. Um and because I hosted what was actually like a really kick-ass event last night and I've been like sort of sick since Thanksgiving, that's why I sound all nasally, mm. but I'm like, I need to get my brain going. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about inspiring things. 
get the juices flowing. Totally. Well, I think we should get straight into it. Why don't you tell me a bit about your experience with the spiritual empowerment industry and what's kind of brought us to this discussion today? Yeah, absolutely. So I have had many experiences with this industry ranging from coming to it almost on accident. I had been practicing yoga for years and at a very young age, I was super interested in consciousness in general. So I was reading like the doors of perception in high school and taking psychedelics, but always from a very materialist perspective. I didn't really ever believe in any higher power. Um, but I was super into consciousness and perception and sort of self-development, but I was so cynical that I just thought it was cheesy. So even though I practiced yoga, I hated the Om Shanti Shanti, all of this. So mm-hmm. I just say that to lay the groundwork for why I was such a skeptic. And then um, I ended up a few years later taking a weekend at an ashram, discovering meditation, and then things just started to crack open in a spiritual way for me, and it was really natural. And so part of how this happened was through discovering a lot of healers, and because more or less at the time I was based in New York City, where I am back now, um, there, there were mainly healers in New York. So as with anything in New York, things are kind of wrapped up in the image. You know, everything Mm -hmm. here is like perfectly branded, well packaged. Like it's like the healers are like their brands. But and I know that's not just New York. That's online healers, too. But I was also I kind of came to it because I wrote an article about someone because I still felt like even though I was attending these events I still kind of felt like an outsider so I wrote an article about someone who then became a mentor who I then worked with and then that kind of led me through some of the shadow side of the spiritual world and seeing how my own vulnerability which I think no one really gets into this if they don't have Mm. vulnerability I mean all humans are vulnerable but a lot of people they're getting into spirituality because they're becoming aware of their vulnerability and they're opening up about it um they are also like the most sort of subject to put people on a pedestal Mm. or go through a phase of like not really listening to yourself but you're diving so deep into something someone else is saying because you kind of at least for in my story like I realized this like I just wanted to like be saved Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then to say it (laughs) as simply as that you know it's, it's really hard for people to admit that and say that but it's so true and I mean not just young women but everyone are so vulnerable and in these spheres of spirituality it's so easy to hold one person up as having all the answers and that's where it gets really dangerous. Very dangerous. (laughs) And if that person is very, I mean, it's why, you know, they say that like there are all these fake gurus in India, like anytime people are capitalizing on something and because healers are people too. I, I identify now as a healer and I'm, I'm just a person. Like we're all just people. And I love that. I think it was Rebecca Conran, who was a friend and mentor and healer to me was saying recently, like people forget that you're just, you're human. You're on earth. 
you're not perfect. And you almost as a practitioner have to remind people of that. But if you don't, if you're doing this like all knowing thing, and, and that's where it gets into some of the manipulation that I know you've also dealt with when people are speaking to you and they're saying things like, well, I'm just getting this download or the message that's coming through really clearly to me because it kind of invalidates anything you could say back because they're essentially asserting like a spiritual power over you that what they're saying came through their connection to source which is better than yours and you really can't refute it mm-hmm. exactly exactly and what are some other things that you kind of noticed in your 10 years of being in and operating in this kind of I hate to call it an industry but that's kind of what it is right well what I should say I guess I should clarify you know I've been practicing yoga for 11 or so years and then a few years ago what really kind of got me into the industry was a writing that article and then b seeking out my own healing and then through that getting to know some very amazing practitioners and either now or at the end I'm more than happy to recommend people that again I can only speak to my personal experience but people who I think really operate from a place of integrity and humanity and love um Mm. but i started doing social media for a meditation startup in new york city so Mm. i saw like the fancy wrapped up side of it all Mm -hmm. and the i'm a public figure side of it all and a little bit after this i wanted to start on my own venture so i actually invested money in a coach who while she was coaching me, um, it just, it became crazy. <laughs> it, just, it literally became crazy and sort of invalidating. And she would start preaching these things to me about like, without really asking what I knew and just assuming things. And it led me down this whole rabbit hole of, um, something that I've, I've talked about with a few people of how a lot of the rhetoric and spirituality, you've got to be careful because it can lead you to, blame yourself mm-hmm. well, that's when things kind of, aren't going right yeah that's a big <laughs> thing about the law of attraction where people use that to say if you brought some sort of disease that is something you've brought on yourself because you were you manifested attracted. it yeah and how violent is that it's an act of violence against yourself firstly to assume that we have that much control over everything like yes this i do believe this reality incarnation is sort of a on the one hand a hallucination on the other hand it's very real but to think that we have control over all of this we're not controlling the tides (laughs) we're not controlling if a flock of locusts kills a field of plants like no we're not controlling every single thing like maybe you got sick because someone sneezed on you in the subway you didn't (laughs) manifest it because you don't love yourself enough And please, like, I just, I hate this thing where then people blame themselves and I've fallen prey to it and I've heard it from other people. Like, you you blame yourself if things aren't going right when really everything's happening for you, even the quote-unquote bad shit. Mm. It's true, and I think especially here, I've lived here in El Salvador for two years, and to be receiving messages um, from this fear, which is like, you know, money is a mindset and you simply need to decide to earn more. It's like, well, 
it's also systematic oppression and poverty and like I'm not going to go down the street and tell these people like you know you just yeah. need to manifest your wealth and this is the yeah, like you're going to tell the children that you're helping to what build a skate park for now that they manifested this aha uh-huh, exactly exactly <laughs> But I, and I'm sorry if I got a bit off track, but something you were asking earlier was in the industry. I started seeing things about even just um, the pricing started to feel really exclusionary to me. And, and then you never want to be the person telling someone that what they're asking isn't like they're not worth it. But I just started seeing things where I'm like, okay, why is a 28 year old asking me? for thousands of dollars like this feels like a manipulation like I've seen proper psychotherapists and I'm not saying one is better than the other and I don't mean to establish it in that way at all but like you know who who worked on a sliding scale with me because they knew at the time I was a freelance writer and I could only spend maybe 80 a week or something and the, some of the spiritual practitioners were the ones who got very almost like defensive with me that they absolutely couldn't, you know, not charge $200 or whatever mm. it was. Yeah, because then becomes that whole thing that I I saw a lot for a while and I fell prey to for a while too. It's this, the exact sentence, invest in yourself, as though if you invest <laughs> more money in this coach or this person, you're investing in yourself and it's going to come back to you tenfold. And that has not been my experience. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Well, and also this idea that if you don't invest in yourself, you don't love yourself. Uh-huh. And you're like, maybe I do love myself, and so I'm going to save a little bit of money this year because I, I want to buy something. I am planning to invest in myself, but, you know, I need to do it in a good way instead uh-huh. of – and I think a lot of this is, like, with the Internet as well. There's that, like – you know, a lot of these people, they're working with ClickFunnels – they're entrepreneurs, and, and it's essentially a lot of the internet spiritual people, it becomes kind of a pyramid scheme. They're like, sign up for my course to teach you how to do X, Y, Z, and the thing they're trying to teach you how to do is teach, they're trying to teach you to teach other people what they're teaching, which is how to manifest wealth or whatever, but really, I mean, it's, a, it's actually a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Let me teach you to teach others what I'm teaching you, which is to teach others. Mm-hmm. But, but what exactly? Mm-hmm. Like an online course, like an Instagram with inspirational quotes, but like what is the substance of it? And I think the issue is there's a lot of stuff out there that's fucking awesome. Sorry, I hope cursing is okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> but that's really, really dope and like really great content on the internet and stuff. Like I was in Maryam Hasna's, um, online portal for about a year and I I stopped recently when I was budgeting things not because I wanted to cut her or her energy out but just because I was cutting down my budget but I felt that was a worthwhile online school to invest in Mm -hmm. um but there was no like manipulation to it it was just like this is my offering this is what you're gonna get or like if you're streaming a yoga class if you're streaming a workout class if you're learning Spanish like it's there's something there and and that's where I think what we're talking about it's very delicate and I think the way you and I talk about it we have a big fluency with this world so maybe some things we're saying if you're not already in the spiritual world they might not make sense to you but that's why I use the pyramid scheme analogy is like Mm. to explain it to people who are like 
not maybe not as familiar they follow one or two big people or they follow gabby bernstein i don't know whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. but um to make it a little more real to understand what happens when you tell people that they don't love themselves if they won't spend five thousand dollars on a pdf that you made mm-hmm. exactly that's it and how does that feel different so how can you tell what feels different how can you tell what integrity does look like compared to these other ones Mm. like for you personally what have me you personally well you know it's funny enough it kind of took getting tricked once or twice mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> to figure that out it took me again working with one coach more on a business capacity and as we worked together she started shifting it more into mindset work and then I realized that the business which I was creating which was a blog and company around creative Greek so it's nothing even really spiritual she was trying to get me to turn it towards like her business model as an inspirational online person Mm. and I was like this doesn't make sense like what do you mean like you keep asking me what's my product like this is my product And, and so it just took kind of realizing that like I had to god I really hate to say this but I'm gonna say it I had to listen to myself because uh-huh. I knew all along mm-hmm. and I knew that, but I was in a moment of desperation. I was in a moment of like, someone help me. Like I'm scared to launch this thing on my own. So I'm going to hire a coach. And it was actually a great experience because a lot of the business stuff I got out of it, like marketing wise was great, mm-hmm. but it also did a lot of damage so in retrospect what I would say if I could go back I would be like when something when you're on a call and it's starting to turn into like something that doesn't feel right like speak up Mm. but it's really hard to speak up when you're under the influence of someone who you perceive as an authority I mean that's kind of manipulation at work is it not like you don't realize until it's kind of already happened or is happening but you're just like a step behind so in, in terms of then the things that are actually in integrity, I would say I learned a bit from just like getting duped, being aware of it, and then saying, hey, I'm going to actually like think about asking myself before I immediately look outward. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these people's business models, even though they say they're trying to empower you, But at the same time, they're creating sort of like an addict-dealer relationship. Mm -hmm. Because Like, keep watching my live. Keep Mm. watching my stories. Keep doing this. Keep doing that. And you're like, okay, it's inspiring. But, and I don't know if they're to blame. Maybe it's the nature of the internet. Like, is it the medium? Or or is it the people? Or is it just sort of the confluence of the two? Um, But yeah, I just just had to kind of get quiet. I had to tune out a lot of noise. Again, speaking to Miriam Hasna again, like I was listening to her on a podcast that was not necessarily a spiritual podcast last night, but um, they did go spiritual, of course. And she was talking about how she mutes everyone on Instagram or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you need noise. Like if you're an artist, I recent like I had a conversation with an older man who's an artist, totally not spiritual. And he's saying when I'm working on a project, I don't go see other people's exhibits. Mm. It works for my wife, who's an artist to go get inspiration from others. But 
I find that it like muddles my process. So mm-hmm. you have to know what works for you. Maybe it doesn't fuck with you, or maybe you're one of those people like think of it like it's your art, like you're creating something and, and you don't need outer interference. I mean, once the baby is in the mother's womb, it's not like, you know, you're not like drawing in anything else. Like it's in there, it's growing, you're growing it. I love that. It's so true. And, you know, when I was in the past few years, I have been kind of moving through these circles and attending this workshop, this online course. Mm. And I just remember distinctly one time last year, where I had an ecstatic dance that night, I had a workshop the next day, and just everything in me just went, no, like, you're done right now, and it's not saying, like, wow, I know, I'm not like, it's not saying you're done forever, and it's not saying these things haven't been instrumental and helpful, I do think ecstatic dance can be really powerful, but it was just, like, I had done so many of these things consecutively that I felt like I was losing myself, and I didn't know if all these things I was thinking and feeling about myself was true or if I was just drinking the Kool-Aid pretty much. And I just remember everything was just like, for now, you're done. You're not going to another workshop. You're not going to another dance for a good while until you do feel like you can connect to that part of yourself. Because I just Do you think that's because you were just like... Your own, like you, your your inner voice, your connection, your inner instinct just felt kind of muffled. Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of things I was being told wasn't really lining up with what I was experiencing, because there is a lot of guilt mm. around this. People call it doing the work, and this can actually <laughs> be used as a tactic to make people feel guilty that they're not doing the work. But usually, people say it as this is the work, and this is my package, and this is like what every emotionally evolved person needs to be doing spiritually evolved person this is the work but it's like yeah so yeah it was almost just like I felt like I needed to do it or I felt like someone could give me a message that I couldn't give myself and I just like if there's ever a punishing voice no like I think that's a really good if it if it starts to be punishing if it's bringing out maybe your inner abuser or a reflection of your healer's inner abuser. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah. Like it's, it should never be punishing it. I mean, it's no. Yeah. Yeah, And and that's so interesting to me that you had that experience where you're just like, ah, I'm doing too much. And that's kind of intermingled again with like the capitalist side of it is because These and money is not bad. I'm not one of those people. I've done all the money work. Like I don't think money's bad or evil. Blah blah blah. But you know they they have to sell something, and to sell something you have to create a sense of urgency, and mm-hmm. that can then make you feel like, well, shit. Like you said, I need to go to ecstatic dance, and I need to go to this full moon workshop, and then I need to do ten affirmations, and if I don't do it, I'm not spiritually whole. And X Y Z, which intuitive person is better than I am Mm -hmm, exactly (laughs) and then I wrote about this the other day where I feel like there was so much focus and I I probably helped perpetuate it too with this idea of stepping into your power but I felt like Mm -hmm. with a few leaders that I was kind of connected with it was almost aggressive in this way like you need to step in your power and this is what stepping in your power looks like So people would do, like, these people would do things like get really close to my face and, like, really look into my eyes and, like, if I deferred or stepped away, like, from my own boundary, it was like, oh, well, there's something there that you're 
not wanting to show or something you're not comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And like, well, I think that kind of takes away my agency to be like, well, I don't like you this close to me. I don't like people looking so intently uh-huh. into my face. But then, yeah, there was that guilt, like, oh, I'm hiding something. I'm obviously not comfortable with myself. It's just like, no, I just uh-huh. don't like people I don't know that well that close to me. And then... And you're in your process. Like, yeah. just because you're not out there screaming, it's like David Hawkins, power versus force. Mm. Like, one, there have been people that I feel like maybe I was initially attracted to them as a healer because they were that, like, kind of, like, kicking, screaming, rallying voice. But, like, you see the weakness behind that too Mm. because you don't kick and scream unless you're afraid Mm. I mean at least I again everything I don't know sometimes I'm like what's real but (laughs) but I I truly I feel like that those sort of intense reactions there's there's like a it's like the wizard of Oz Mm, (laughs) there's like a little person behind the big wailing wizard I love it. It's so true. And I think, yeah, just coming back to that thing of trusting yourself, because we can get such a fixed idea of what being an empowered woman, being a spiritually, a spiritual person can look like. We get attached to the image or someone tells you how it should be. Mm -hmm. But for example, like in my head, I have this big thing. I think you can really tell a lot with dynamics of ordering at the restaurant. And I I had this thing in my head, like choose, you should choose what you desire and choose what you order at the restaurant and don't just like... And I had this thing in my head and I was feeling really guilty because when it got to the weekend, my boyfriend lives in Guatemala, he comes and visits Mm me. I'd be like, can you just order for me? Like, I've been making decisions all week. I just don't Mm want to make another decision. Like, could you just decide what we're having and tell me and I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But there was this big (laughs) thing of like, no, like I need to order for myself all the time. Like just the little ways we beat ourselves up when it's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do you really, like, again, we're all in process and I understand how some people when you get really fired up and you're really excited about a message or a cause and it can be forget spirituality for a second but say it's something humanitarian and once you're really behind it and you're in that you kind of can't understand how everyone isn't screaming and rallying behind this grave injustice so like I'm happy we have these people out there who are like committed and they are passionate and and we need them to make change however it's still something that it it can tip so quickly into a dangerous territory Mm -hmm. and it's very nuanced Mm -hmm. and like you said it's like and 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 also have off days like you can't just be you can't fight fire with fire you can't it's one reason i hate like anti-male feminism i'm like you're never gonna get people on your side with this sorry yeah exactly like, like that's you're called just misandry not... and that's not feminism <laughs> you're not like i'm a very angry feminist at times angrier than i wish i was i can't help it but mm-hmm. i have so many guy friends and i have my moments where even like i have a guy friend who's a cousin and he'll call me out he's like christina what you're like this isn't gonna do anything yeah. I'm like, no, you're, you're kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> because it can be so intoxicating, right. like the kind of man-hating messages, especially the little ones you see on Instagram, but you're like, this is not helping at all. I mean, I get that there has to be this stage of anger, yeah. and especially now, like we're still, and I, I feel we're all processing so much anger collectively, and women especially. Any woman on the planet right now, like, 
congratulations, you came here to fight. Like, mm. you you really did. This is a crazy, wild, beautiful time for consciousness awakening. But, um, and, and we have to get fired up, but that's the initial spark. Then you can't just stay in that fire, you're going to burn out. Then it has to be like, okay, well you're not going to take on the masculine model of going to war to fight the masculine model. Mm. That is so well articulated and that's exactly it. Thank you. Mm. And, and but as applies to the spiritual world, I'm like, you're just screaming at people. What are you going to get? I don't know. You're going to get a bunch of followers who are afraid, mm. which is how I think I was when I was following some of the people that I, later felt manipulated by mm -hmm. but you're you're gonna get people you're gonna hook them in that like desperate phase which I, I guess that's good for business but like where's the integrity there yeah exactly that's it and that's the thing because it's like once it's almost like if you you should want as a teacher you should want your students to outgrow you you shouldn't want them to be coming yeah. back to you year after year after year but that's what a lot of these things are. It's like staying in the funnel and then there's the next tier and the next tier and there's always the next tier to go to. Whereas you feel like as a teacher, if someone outgrows you, it's like, cool. <laughs> it's like you did your job. Yeah, exactly. You did your job. And I, I kind of recently had that where I felt like I outgrew a teacher mm. and I tried to connect to them more person to person, which was actually how I initially met them. And it's funny because one of the first things they said when they saw me was like, you know, I'm not like a therapist. I'm not trying to have you here hooked up to the IV. Again, that sort of like dealer junkie relationship. Like I will tell people sometimes after three sessions that I think they're done with me or whatever. I'm like, cool. Mm. So after over a year and then an incident, which I'm also happy to talk about where they had told me months before, like I absolutely couldn't go on medication. Um, for any sort of mental health stuff, like I had to figure it all out kind of with my work. And once I was doing the work right and in the right feeling state, blah, 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 then, you know, I would, I would know that I don't need the medication and like fast forward and I lost a client because I couldn't meet deadlines. And it's like, you know, it took me going to see someone else who is very, very, very spiritual. I cannot even explain to you how like spiritual and just like on another level the session I had with this mentor was but they also said you know Christina brain chemistry is real mm. because again you've got to bring it back down to earth like you've mm. got to bring it back down to earth it's great to be in your quote-unquote like 5d consciousness and I get that and maybe a lot of us don't like have memories of being on other planets and shit's easier there, but we're here right now, and brain chemistry is real, Alzheimer's is real, Down syndrome is real, like, think, these things, they're, they're real, mm -hmm. so you're going to tell someone that their ADHD is because they don't, like, love themselves enough? <laughs> it's, um, it's wild when you think about it, but people actually think this way, and it's so widely perpetuated, and it's so dangerous. This stigma against medication in the spiritual, like, the spirituality industry is so dangerous and i see it perpetuated over and over mm -hmm. and over mm -hmm. people who are like don't take antidepressants go for a hike like how can you say that to someone yeah i mean you you, you just simply can't and again i think the issue is that people then 
tend to gravitate towards the extreme thinking where they think, oh, well, you're taking antidepressants. I had someone not even spiritual say to me, they're like, well, don't do it as a cop out. And I'm like, mm. deep breath. Mm-hmm. I go to yoga five times a week. I meditate every day. I teach. I do a lot of practices. I talk to people when and if I can. Like, if I'm doing the damn work, I don't think that considering seeing someone in the medical industry is a cop-out like excuse me are you gonna pay my rent because i am struggling to finish things and not be deadlines mm-hmm. exactly and this- like there's real shit we have to do on this planet and i've had two again the healer the last one i mentioned who said you know brain chemistry is real like you know talk to someone i'm not saying you need medication but Go get help from that school of thought, from medicine, because there's wisdom in medicine, too. And there's a beautiful talk, and I'm going to butcher it, but um, of someone who was very spiritual, and they wrote about it. And they had gotten so down the spiritual rabbit hole that they were ignoring all of these symptoms they had and, like, trying to cure their symptoms with Ayurveda and yoga and meditation and visualization and all of these things. And then they had cancer Mm -hmm. and they had to get treatment. And the final take was like, it's not that the spirituality is bad, but don't ignore, I mean, these developments that we have in Western medicine that save lives, like, I'm sorry, but they're from human consciousness as well. Like they're also gifts from source. Mm. I've never heard it articulated in that way, but yes, exactly. That came from that came from the same place. That came through. <laughs> <laughs> it came through human hands and minds at work together collaboratively. Like how cool. Oh. Like how amazing. So why don't like lump it all together? Because unfortunately, there are a lot of bad pharmaceuticals. Like, but. If you can't lump everything together. That's just lazy thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think just as a as a culture and as a society largely, I still think we are really illiterate around mental health. And there's so much stigma around it, not even in the, the spiritual industry. And we need to fix that. We need to do something about that. Because like you uh-huh. said, there needs to be more understanding and literacy around how anxiety works, how ADHD works why like how to take care of it and how to take care of yourself absolutely and and that's why i love the teachers i studied meditation with last year from the londa institute of contemplative sciences here in new york city um the head of our program dr joe lizzo amazing man and his wife jerry they're incredible people and they also have a background in psychology so it was a beautiful fusion of buddhism and and you know neurology (laughs) like looking at the brain looking at the parts of the brain where these things are happening and that to me was the most I I don't know and it it just felt again nothing is pure and who am I to judge but it it felt so pure in that Mm. way yeah and and everyone has different things that work for them like maybe you meditate 10 minutes a day and that does it for you but I think for many of us like for me coming with a background of managing depression and anxiety and um, 
like serious self-destructive tendencies that have manifested for a really long time. I was very like violently bulimic and dealing with a binge eating disorder. So I've felt I've had very real experiences of this stuff and very real pain and other people have had other things. That's just mine. But like, you're, you're not just going to tell someone to just take a pill, but you're not also going to say, just meditate. Like you, like why like what a cool thing that we can look at the science and the spirituality and see how they're kind of also similar languages and synthesize that but if you're telling someone like and this is very controversial and I am not meaning to make a statement on this right now but I've seen it also from a healer that I you know really felt like just took a turn into more darkness but like like women really can't take birth control like wow Mm. like just wow and again i'm i'm not like i actually can't take the pill either it doesn't work for me but if it works for you and you are empowered because of it and you have a career and you can have sex and you can enjoy it like and you don't have that many side effects like you're gonna tell me that i'm not in my feminine and i need to actually just watch my cycle because i'll know and, and all of these things, like I've, I've seen too many people go through abortions mm. and the trauma that comes after that, that to ever think that anyone has the right to be like, you really shouldn't take birth control. I mean, I, again, I don't actually think it's great either, but like just the fact that people think they can tell people this is like mm. madness to me. Mm-hmm. That one size fits all thing. It worked for me, so it's going mm-hmm. to work for you. It all ties in. The bus- this business model worked for me, so it needs to work for you. This routine yeah. worked for me, so it's going to work for you. This, mm-hmm. you know, like not having medication worked for me, so it's going to work for you. Not being on mm-hmm. birth control. It's this. And then, like, buy my ebook. <laughs> and then buy my ebook. <laughs> <laughs> for three easy payments of $250. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wild. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I, I guess I would just tell everyone to, like, really, I think it's a Shepard Fairey quote, the artist who did the Barack Obama poster, that's like, keep your eyes and mind open and question everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds a little negative, but it can also be very empowering. Like, yeah, question that shit. Question what I'm saying right now question all of it like you have to know what works for you but there are really some people out there that their motives are in the right place and they don't want to just think about like having more people following them on instagram so they Mm. can manifest more abundance through their ebooks like i it's i mean i i respect the game do what you got to do but like it, it just it's it's a it's a weird world out there with all of the spirituality so out in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's so true, and I mean, it's like yeah. relatively new this disseminating the spiritual courses, content, teachings on such a grand scale that is so accessible. And hopefully, as we go along, we'll all get a bit more literate about it and a bit more literate about ourselves as well. I mean, if you feel like you're being manipulated or something doesn't feel right or made to feel like something is outside of yourself and you need to pay someone to get that thing or someone feels like they have, they're 
kind of convincing you that they have this connection to source that you can only access through mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Just, Which I think we both experienced. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me the answers. I mean, it was Take like my gaslighting. Money. <laughs> You're like questioning your sanity. <laughs> oh, literally man. gaslighting. Oh, it's so real. Oh, it's so it's real. So real. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for this. Thank you. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for um, holding this space. Uh, anytime. I think this is just one of many. We've cracked it open now. <laughs> <laughs> love to crack it open on a Thursday. <laughs> The Salty Club is your online optimised wellness platform for adventurous women. For $9.99 a month, you have access to surf-inspired workouts, yoga classes, guided meditations, recipes, workshops and interviews just like this one. And everyone gets a seven-day free trial. Visit thesalty.club. That's thesalty, S-A-L-T-Y, dot club, C-L-U-B.